Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Rabbi Yonason Goldson. He is a, the ethics ninja, also known as the hitchhiking rabbi. He's a retired high school teacher, and now he helps companies create a culture of ethics and is the founder and co-founder of two very interesting podcasts. I have coach MJ Tolan. He is a speaker, author, entrepreneur with 35 years experience. He has lived in 12 countries and he is the host of the podcast, Mission I'm Possible. Finally, I have Dr. Rhonda Bompenza Zimberman. She's the professor at Grand Canyon University as well as the substance use response coordinator at the Maricopa County Department of Public Health. And she runs marathons. The question I have today, what makes feelings authentic? Coach, difficult topic. Kick us off. Yes, it is. Courts are full of people who got, got confused about the answer to that topic because mm. we're talking about feelings. Mm. And when something resonates with you, we have these cliches. Hey, I had a gut feeling and it felt right with me. We have all these tells that our, our brain gives our, gives our body signals um, to feel what is really authentic. There's a new kind of vocabulary that as we get older, uh, it's called our BS detector, mm. where we can uh, very often feel when somebody's not being authentic. So feelings are really good guides. They're not always correct because we've always, we've all been in love and then we figured out how quickly we could be out. But feelings are in, in the one way for me, they are our North Star navigational GPS tool to deal with other people. I like that. And if I go back and think, and during maybe my adolescent years, our feelings are very driven by our hormones and, and just our body processes. So now when I think of my feelings, it is kind of that gut feeling, but sometimes they change in the moment, depending on where my focus is or whether I'm healthy, hydrated, sick, have had rest, or if there's a lot of stress in my life. So I think it's it's really kind of hard to really judge what feels authentic if mm. there's a lot of disturbances going on. So I think when we're able to, I know for me, if I'm able to go out in nature and just check in with myself, slow my thought process down and really sit with what I'm feeling and think, hmm, what, what are causing these maybe positive feelings? What am I excited about? What am I happy about? How is that influencing my life? Or if I'm upset about something, maybe there's something outside of my control and I'm feeling anxiety or depression or whatever, and know that feelings come and go, just like the sunrise mm -hmm. and the sunset. I, I think, Rhonda, what you said, feelings come and go, is, is exactly right. Uh, but I take a slightly different tack and say that all feelings are authentic. Mm -hmm. If I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. And that is my reality in the moment. The question then is, what do I do about that feeling? And that's where we get ourselves into trouble. Mm -hmm. you know, in, in Judaism, mm -hmm. we say the longest distance in the universe is from the head to the heart. Mm -hmm. And the mind and the intellect, our, our rational thinking and our feelings, our emotions are constantly in conflict with one another. When it comes to decision-making, we should tend to give our intellect first shot. There, it's more reliable more of the time if we think of feelings more as the fine-tuning, because when, when feelings govern thinking, and we call that rationalization, mm -hmm. uh, we can't ignore either. And as long as they're in conflict, we have to try to bring them into harmony 
And that's where the self-reflection comes in. That's where the going out to nature comes in, the breathing, the contacting uh, trusted advisors, uh, all the tools that we have so that our feelings don't allow us or encourage us to, to make decisions that we're going to regret, regret later. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients, your feelings can't be wrong. Like someone can't tell you, you can't feel that way or you shouldn't feel that way. Your feelings can't be wrong, but they can be manipulated and they can be unhelpful. Mm. And I think that's something that, that we pay attention to. I like that we came up with this idea that what you're feeling is what you're feeling. So that makes it authentic. But then to your point, Yonison, what do you do with it? How do you determine if they're helpful or not? I feel like NLP is really good at manipulating people's feelings and people who use it for ill are really good at ramping people's up emotionally mm -hmm. and then getting them to make buying decisions when they're at that hyped emotional level. Authentic feelings hyped. How do you deal with them at that point? I remember there was a movie many years ago. It was called Terms of Endearment. I never saw it, but it was very popular at the time. It won Academy Awards. Was, but at the same time, people said that they felt manipulated. Mm -hmm. They felt that the story was designed and the movie was designed to play on their emotions. Advertising, selling, sales, it's all about manipulating us. Mm. And if we are, to use the popular phrase, mindful of the effect that these forces have on us, then we can keep them in perspective. If we're aware of what people are doing to us, Mm. then we re we take back more control over how we respond. I think that's that's an interesting thing. The authenticity that we sometimes feel about something that's that feels good with us or resonates can sometimes go against the construct of our critical mind. Our mm. critical mind will go, oh no, 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 that's not that's not possible. We can't do that. And so logic and everything else will talk you out of very quickly something that could be, uh, pardon the pun, possible. And so your mind is not letting you do it at all. But yet, if you have the feeling that you really want to do it, you want to achieve it, you want to accomplish it, you will allow your to, feelings to uh, explode and, and build and give you the, the power to be able to do that and then accomplish something that would never, ever be allowed by your critical. So I'm thinking in this conversation, when we make decisions based on our feelings, sometimes those decisions aren't the best. So how do we, how would we communicate with people just having awareness of your feelings in the moment and figuring out how to maybe make different decisions um, that are better for your health and well-being? In the space that I work, a lot of people will use alcohol or drugs to to kind of release themselves from feeling they don't want to feel they want to stop feeling mm. so i would be curious to hear how can we teach people to maybe make different choices when they're feeling that need to es escape those authentic feelings that they can't change well, doesn't that go back a little bit to what we said at the top which is feelings change what you feel right now, there's a, there's a country song that says, when you're going through hell, keep on going. You might get out before the devil knows you're there. And I kind of feel like negative feelings and hard feelings are like that. Like mm -hmm. if you can just kind of, and deal with them and move through, they do end eventually. But I think that's the hard part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, had a conversation with somebody who he did something that, that I thought was really immature and, and really just sort of annoying. And yet I found myself disproportionately upset by it. Mm-hmm. You know, this was somebody in whom I had no emotional investment. I I'd never met him before. I, and, and it bothered me that I was so bothered by this exchange. And, and I happened the next day, I was still bothered by it. And I, I saw a friend of mine in synagogue who's a cognitive behavioral psychologist. And I mentioned to him, and, and he said very astutely, he said, you know, he's tapped into something else. Yeah. There's something that's mm-hmm. there already that he, he pricked. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back, you know, to your point, Rhonda, what do we do? And it goes back to the mindfulness that if we ask ourselves, why is this bothering me? What might be a deeper root? Mm-hmm. And then you get into that original question of authenticity. It mm-hmm. is what I'm feeling right now is not really connected to what just happened. It's really connected to something else. Yeah. And once I have that awareness, now I can start to deal with it in a more mm-hmm. productive way. Mm-hmm. When people trip over stuff in your emotional attic that you didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. Right. Definitely. I think that feelings, uh, back to the point, feelings are authentic, but I love that you brought up Derek Yonason. They aren't always authentic to the moment. They may be tied back to something else. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. makes us, makes me think about, we have to think about what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. Do we believe what our brain is telling us? Is it real or is it couched in something else? And I think mm-hmm. that that is how we determine where do these feelings mm-hmm come from? What are they authentic to? And is it in the moment? And how do we deal with them right now? So that is our 10 minutes. I want to thank you for having this conversation with me. I think it's super powerful. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.